ladies and gentlemen, it's the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. It's Tuesday night. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Well, if you'd asked me that 24 hours ago, Elio, I would have said it's going fantastic. You know, because Money in the Bank on Sunday was just refreshing. It was a very, very good wrestling show. You know, I, I always say that there was, there's nothing that I w- would like better than to come on here and tell you that WWE had an awesome show. And as it relates to, to Sunday night's pay-per-view, I can actually say that was a really fucking good show. Uh, you know, it, it was. We had the we had the crowd back. It was the first pay per view with fans since you know uh, I believe Elimination Chamber 2020. Um, it was it was a thing. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, outside of um, outside of the women's uh, Money in the Bank match, which which in and of itself wasn't even that bad, but the 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 ending of that match was just a was just an atrocity. Um, you know, it, it's it's weird. I don't have a problem with the fact that Nikki Cross won Money in the Bank. I actually predicted it. Um, out and outside of getting the um, the men's Money in the Bank result wrong, which I'm glad I did, because. Um, I could have sworn they were going to go in Riddle's direction based on how they've been booking him. Uh, and, and especially since he had a segment with John Cena on uh, Monday night, which we'll get into. But I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't. But anyway, um, the only result that I got wrong on Money in the Bank predictions was uh, the men's uh, ladder match results. Other than that, I had a clean sweep. Um, and the, uh, the women's situation, the ending was just so atrocious. Like, you know, that any other good quality the match had, um, is, is going to get forgotten because you had all six, you had all, you know, eight women, seven women at the time on the, on the ladder fighting each other off trying to get to the contract. And then here comes Nikki Cross. And no one paid attention to her whatsoever. And Nikki ASH grabs the contract. And you you could have sworn she was placing her, her fast food order at the drive-thru window the way these people on the ladder responded to her. There was no, there was no care at all that someone just lost their opportunity at a world title for the women. None. It, it, it was a joke. But other, other than that, I was completely fine with the Money in the Bank show outside of one concept. So we'll get into plenty of that, but um, I'm not the only person who saw the show uh, on Sunday night. Elio, what, what are your initial thoughts of Money in the Bank? I thought it was an 
awesome show. I thought it was a solid show, and I liked everything about it. Really? <laughs> By the way, how did you go from me asking you how your week was to Money in the Bank? Because because I just I needed to uh, I I needed to get some some steam off of my uh, off of my screen here. My screen oh. was was getting all foggy, but actually, yeah, you know what? I can't see you. <laughs> um, <laughs> well played, sir. Given 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 John Cena's return, that was very well played. Um, but I mean, maybe I went off on a tangent too early, but, but, but my week was actually, um, quite good. Actually, yeah, tomorrow's going to be fun. I'm going to get to go to the library, which, yeah, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal, but actually after everything that we've been through for the last year, it's pretty, it's a fresh change from being stuck at home every day. Oh, so you, so is this your first trip to the library? Yeah, because uh, I, I I booked my rides and um, yeah, I'm going tomorrow around eleven a.m. Oh, cool! Well, that that will be great. Yeah, so it'd be great to get out. Um, and uh, then uh, aside from that, uh, I just uh, we had I had we had money bank like we were just saying, and uh, that's about it. So far, uh, the, the week's only begun, so there's still a lot of oh, more days it, ahead. God, it better not be as painful as Monday Night Raw. And, and ladies and gentlemen, right before we came on the air, I um, I told my esteemed co-host that I had the perfect title, and then after I told him what it was, he looked at me as if I had, <laughs> you know, four fucking heads. But uh, let me... Uh, let me explain my position. And oh, maybe... oh, before be, before you do, I wanna. I gotta tell you, I was I saw I saw a couple of movies. Actually, I was watching one movie. No, I finished one earlier, and then I started watching another one uh, before dinner. Oh God! So no, I was watching Chaperone with Triple H because that. You know what? No, hold on. I actually like that. The acting is bad in it, but the storyline I like, and it's an easy watch. What? Is there a problem? Uh. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I had to readjust my audio um what were you saying uh no please don't repeat that because you'll just make an ass of yourself uh ladies and gentlemen perhaps my co-host needs to go back and and revisit that cm punk versus triple h promo where uh cm punk rightly buried the hell out of the chaperone featuring triple h because that movie completely sucked. Uh, oh my god! Come on, come on! And, and, and then, and then, actually, after that, I was watching Devil in Disguise. I've never heard of that movie. What time? Oh, you know, this is uh, actually a documentary where they had a rare 1992 interview with uh, 
that serial killer John Wayne Gacy. Uh, actually, you know what? I have seen that. Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. I just yeah. Well, well, don't tell me anything. I'm, I'm on episode two. There's, I believe, there's six episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on episode two. And yeah, uh, yeah. if you if you enjoy that kind of thing, which I really do, um, you you you'll really enjoy yourself. And um, oh yeah, before we went on the air, I was talking about Kirby enthusiasm that you really need. You should give it. A, Watch at least one episode, just to see what I'm talking about. But uh, there, there's this one episode called LOL, and we all know oh. what LOL stands for. Yes. Okay. So in the episode, this one, uh, Larry David is hosting the party. Is hosting a party at his house. Okay. Or I forget. Yeah. It's either him or it's one of his friends, but. This this one person at the party, whenever someone says something funny, she doesn't just laugh out loud. She says the actual letters, LOL. Oh, my. And so the the woman's husband talks to Larry and tell, tells him that that's a problem. It's so annoying yeah, that instead of I saying agree. LOL, why don't you I, just laugh, right? So then Larry decides he's going to say something to her. Then she gets all offended and all bent out of shape because he's like judging her for saying LOL. It's like, well, why don't you just laugh? Why do you have to say LOL? Well, well, for once, I agree with Larry David. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if if you're a long-term listener of this show, um... You you may you you may remember this, and if you don't, then I will gleefully remind you. Um, my co-host is a fan of Seinfeld and and obviously everything involving Larry David because he just regaled us with the Carpenter enthusiasm story. Uh, me on me on the other hand, I have never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, nor have I seen an entire episode of Seinfeld. And when I first uh, when I when I first revealed that piece of information, uh, my co's head almost fucking exploded on all over on my uh, my camera here, um, and we had brain matter flying everywhere. It was quite interesting. Oh, that's really good work. Um, exactly. Um, and, but but the thing the thing is, and I, I don't know about you, but I personally do not find Jerry Seinfeld. I'm not talking about the show. I'm just talking about the person. Um, I don't find his brand of comedy funny. No, his, his comedy is uh, not. Uh... Not that lot. It's not like funny. Like there are some, maybe one or two parts, but for the if you're watching a whole show of his comedy, which I've seen, you're just sitting there watching. There's like really maybe one or two laughs. That's it. Yeah. So it's like when I when I would watch Seinfeld, of course I would be entertained by. George and you know George's dad and who's one of my favorite actors you know yep. Jerry Stil- Jerry Stiller, yep. um, 
but uh, aka Frank Costanza. See, I do know something about the show. Aren't you proud? Yes. Um, but, but, but you know the thing is, I, I would rather watch Kramer or George or Elaine or Frank. I, I'm not. I'm not interested in Jerry Seinfeld because I just I don't find him him funny. And outside of certain, you know, classic situations like the the puffy white shirt or, you know, the soup Nazi situation. Yeah. Or you know, you double dip the chip, which, which just for the record, um. In, in all seriousness, when, um, whenever whenever I've had a situation where someone has double dipped the chip in front of me, oh. I have I have the exact same reaction, and I'm not even trying to be oh. funny. Oh, I, have you ever told them did you double dip that chip? Yes. And they're like, "What double dip? What are you talking about? You double dip the chip? You took the- I." I can't stand that. I I find it to be the most disgusting. So like, I'm like that's okay. like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. <laughs> it's like okay, that's yours now. <laughs> I'm going to go get my own, and nope. don't you fucking touch it. <laughs> oh, okay, so we see we get into this. Uh, oh, before we go on, uh, tell the fans about the title of the show. Yes. So b- before I went on a uh, Seinfeld rant, which which I I thought I, I thought I would impress you with my knowledge regarding the show, I haven't really seen it. But okay, he's happy. He's giving me the thumbs up. Okay, very good. Um, so so the the title of tonight's show is Monday Night Murder. Ladies and gentlemen, and no, we're not playing Monopoly. This isn't a, a crappy mystery show. Because after what I witnessed on Sunday night, I was happy as a clam. I was, you know, I was singing songs. I was doing dances. I was happy as fuck. That was uh, not not really, but I was very, uh, I was very thrilled with with Sunday's show. I thought it was one of the best WWE pay-per-views and certainly one of the best Money in the Banks uh, in years. And actually, Money in the Bank outside of the Royal Rumble is my favorite concept um, that uh, WWE has come up with. So I was very impressed with the show. I have a question for you at the end. Cool. And then, but then... All my excitement, all my hope, all my dreams, all of my life as a professional wrestling fan went to die on Monday nights. And so, hence the term, Monday Night Murder, because that's exactly what happened to my hopes and dreams for the rest of 2021 going into 2022. Now, look, I'm not one of those people that is going to mince words with you. You, you know, my, you, you guys know that by now if you've been, if you've been listening to, to this show. We're, we're, we're well into this show now. We're almost 140 shows in. 
you kind of get you kind of get where I'm going with this, but we're gonna do something a little bit different. See, because I just don't have the patience to go through the matches of this particular episode of Monday Night Raw because it was fucking atrocious and I can't stand it. So we're gonna go. We're going to treat this like a movie and we're going to go plot points and you are going to hear exactly. I am going to take you delightful motherfuckers. I call you delightful because you're our audience and I love you. I'm going to take you delightful motherfuckers on a journey. And you are going to sit your ass down as if you were in class. The magic school bus is in operation. And we're going to learn why Monday Night Raw sucks in comparison to what Elio and I grew up watching. Because this show right here, this first episode of Monday Night Raw to have fans in over 70 weeks was worse than anything in the fucking pandemic era. And I cannot I cannot believe that those words are coming out of my fucking mouth. Because in 2021, a show, a show that had John Cena lead off the show, a show that had Karrion Cross debuting, a show that had the return of Keith Lee, a show that had all of those wonderful elements to it was the worst thing I have ever fucking seen on Monday Night Raw, including, including my 2019 encounter with Usi Hot and the revival, or or the tag team formerly known as, as the revival. Shaving each other's backs in the shower. This episode last night was worse than any of that shit. So, Elio, I hope you are prepared because that was just a morsel. That was just a taste, a test, so to speak. I'm quite frightened right now. Of the rage that is going to be unleashed. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta say, Recently, I went back into my childhood and I downloaded the Incredible Hulk cartoons from like 1982 and I downloaded the TV series from the 77. Oh, we, have the, we have the Incredible Hulk right here on our show. Well, actually, Lou Ferrigno ain't got shit on me. Trust me, when it comes to talking Monday Night Raw, Lou Ferrigno ain't got shit on me. But That's why I said we have the Incredible Hulk right here. But, having said that, I love the original Incredible Hulk show, so you get brownie points just for that. That was that was my, that was my whole Friday night. Every Friday night, eight p.m. to nine was Incredible Hulk. Nine to ten was the Dukes of Hazard, and I was done for the night. Well, and who can blame you for for, for enjoying that combination? Um, actually, you know, one yeah. night. You get ass kickery and Daisy Dukes all in one shot. It's beautiful. One one episode, um, which I'm sure you've seen, is called the first, which has the two two Hulks, the good the good Hulk and the evil Hulk. 
Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. That one is a classic. Absolutely. Oh my god, you, you're gonna you're gonna have me going hunting on YouTube after this show is over. So great, so great. Ah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, we have the money in the bank. Okay, the good part of the show, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. The, the, see, this is the dichotomy of my feelings. Hold on, hold on. To- hold on, Ben. So as I was saying before, I was uncer- unceremoniously cut off just so my co-host could get his pills for the evening. Yeah, and I, I don't blame you, Elio. I'm actually not mad at you because I, I would need pills if, if I was going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Trust me. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the see, th- this is... I'm almost speechless because I don't know how to start this. This situation, the last two shows that we've seen over the last, you know, a little bit more than, uh, you know, 48 hours at this point, the the difference between the two of them is just night and day. You're going to get the good side of professional wrestling on Sunday. And you're gonna you're gonna see why um, you know I love wrestling so much. And then we when you get to Monday, you're gonna you're gonna understand why I go on all those rants and get my blood pressure you know sky high. And then literally, literally, Elio, I've had situations where my my parents on. Uh, you know, um, on on Sunday when I wake up after I do a show, or in this case Wednesday if I have to do a um, pay per view post show, they'll ask me, "What the hell are you getting so upset about?" <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear your mom being like, "Ben, are you okay? Why are you all? Why are you so upset, son?" <laughs> Um, what happened? But, what did what did that what did that dastardly Elio do now to you now? What did that well, mean guy do? Well, no, she she actually she actually likes you based on what she heard. I see. I, I I'm actually capable of being nice. Um, you know, so I've I've painted you in a good light. However, she has gotten so used to my rage regarding Monday Night Raw that she'll. She'll ask me, you know, how's how's the show going or whatever. Or, you know, and I'm like, Mom, I can't believe I have to watch this shit. I just, you know. That's funny. And she's like, that, and she's like, that bad. And I'm like, yes, it is that bad. And we have okay. fans calling in. Fans, we're not taking your calls at this present moment in time. Yes. Fans thank you. Want- thank you for your inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Look at that in. Hello, I'm looking at that in. Hello, hi. That was that was so perfectly placed. But anyway, anyway, enough of the build up. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. So we gotta get the, we gotta get the, the bad part out of the way um 
quickly because there was uh, there were two bad parts of Money in the Bank. Uh, and one, I did not. Uh, one, I did not actually see because I don't watch the pre-show. Uh, but it was the Usos versus uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio uh, for the uh, SmackDown Tag Team titles. Oh, and um, you didn't you like know, that one? No, I no, I didn't. Is it, is it because is it because of the whole thing with uh, everything yes. that happened, or yes? Okay, that makes sense. because. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't actually see that match, but I heard that it was it was good. But the situation is, why, or the situation that I want to know about has nothing to do with in ring uh, performance. We we know that the Usos are a great tag team, and we know how great Ray is. So you you, you can pretty much. Uh, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to be a good match situation. What I want to know is why are the Usos in this situation after what what we've seen unfold regarding uh, Jimmy Uso uh, two weeks ago? You know, I um, I already went on this rant. Uh, regarding uh, the Jimmy Uso situation um, on the show two weeks ago. So if you want to hear my take on that, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, feel free to go back. But I feel that this booking decision just shows that WWE doesn't give a shit about, you know, anything unless it affects their bottom line, you know, they, they don't, they don't care about, you know, Jimmy Uso's well-being or anybody else, uh, for that matter, because if they did, they would understand that this is not a good look, um, for the company on so many different fronts, and it has nothing to do, uh, with wrestling or in-ring, uh, situations at all. Um, and, and my question is, you know, what, what is it going to take for, um, you know, WWE to start taking situations like this seriously? I mean, they have WWE-sponsored rehab. Why the fuck isn't uh, Jimmy Uso in WWE-sponsored rehab? I, I just I just don't understand it. Not not only is he in rehab, or not only isn't he in rehab, he's winning uh, tag team championships uh, two weeks after after getting arrested for DUI. Now, I I understand that it's innocent until proven guilty and all that, but th- it's in this situation. It's not, there's no question of whether he did it or not because it's on video. The guy, the guy is literally admitting to being drunk before he even takes the field sobriety test. So, so, so that, that's when, but, you, but the, the, 
Okay, forget about all that though. Like just the match itself, it, it, like it, say like that, and all that stuff never happened. Well, 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 I I can't comment on the match because I I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't watch? Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't get that part. I've been going back and forth here. Yes, you, you've been, you've been dealing with fan complaints, but what these fans that you're dealing with don't understand is that this is our show, goddammit. We can do what the fuck we want. I know, right? But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, um, you know, it, it, is, it is very difficult for me to, uh, to not view the Usos through the lens of this situation because it is just so stupid. I mean, what are, what are they waiting for? Uh, Jimmy Uso to kill somebody. Okay, well, um, well, because I because I watched it because I had to for the other show. So, um, so I'm I'm just gonna say, uh, yeah, with everything that happened, I did I want to see the Usos on the show? No, but and uh, but we knew they were gonna give them the belt because this is what always happens. They mess up and then they get rewarded with championships. Well. And that's my point. That is but, a but, very but, significant problem. But the wrestling itself wasn't bad. Well, like the I match mean, itself. And nobody, and like I said, nobody would expect the, the match to be bad based on the caliber of talent in the ring. Because nobody can deny that in between the ropes, the Usos are fucking great. And, and, and look, I, I'm, not, I'm not bashing Jimmy Uso. I'm really not. I I really hope that he gets healthy and everything uh, can get better for him and certainly get better for his wife as well. You know, she has taken uh, some very vile heat from from people um, online who have blamed her for uh, Jimmy Uso's situation and. It got so bad that uh, Naomi has actually deleted her Twitter account, and people. Wait, hold on, hold on. Why are they blaming her for this? Because, because, because Jimmy is her husband. No, but no, I get that. But I'm saying, why are they blaming her? He's the one that messed up. She didn't. Well, she, didn't that, tell him, she didn't tell him to. Well, that's my point, and that's how that's how stupid these fucking internet <laughs> trolls are. And I hate I hate people in 2021 for real. Yeah, I do too. And and if you're one of those people, and I have no qualms about saying this, if you are one of those people that was talking shit to Naomi, you can you can go fuck yourself and get out of get out of my podcast. Yeah, just get off our podcast if you're gonna if you're one of those people. We don't need you. I just I have no I have no use. For you. All right. So, um, are, are we done with this one? Uh, Absolutely. Okay. So let's move on to the main show. We open with the women's Money in the Bank match. Which, which, as I said, um, the look, the the match in and of itself wasn't that bad, but they made themselves look so stupid with the way that they ended it. You know, you would have thought that, that Nikki A.S.H., I, I will not call her Nikki Ash, 
That's like what I was telling you earlier, spelling out L O L. Well, I know. Um, trust me, I don't dis disagree with you. Um, but, you know, it's just she could have been strolling up the ladder as if she was going down the grocery aisle shopping for Wonder Bread. But I, I, I like that ending because we've never seen that before. Everyone on top of the ladders. Oh, yeah. we uh, Yes, we have. We just we have. Oh, yeah. We just, we just uh, I guess we just uh, forgot because I forgot which one they were, which uh, money bank it was. Then. Um, we just have we just haven't seen everybody not paying attention to the individual trying to go oh. for the briefcase. That was that, that that was odd. Like I don't have a problem with Nikki winning. It was just like really weird. Like everyone's fighting on top of the ladder. All of a sudden he's just sneaking up and like just like pulling the briefcase. I was like, wait a minute, what? And, and not one, not one single individual even looked in her direction until after she had grabbed the briefcase. Did you see Oscar's uh, the expression on Oscar's face? Yes, I did. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, was it the weakest m match on the card? Yes. Was it was it terrible? No. Was it made terrible by the way it ended? Absolutely. Yeah. Next up, what do we have? Next, we have uh, the tag team championships: AJ Styles and Omos defeating the Viking Raiders. See, uh, and and, and it, it's not it's. It's not that the match was bad. Omos, I, Omos still needs a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. Because you see in some some parts of the match, he was he was he looked like he was lost. He was looking around for AJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but credit to AJ because he he makes everything that Omos lacks. I mean, he makes up for everything. What would I, the one part I love when I almost uh, picked AJ up and threw him over the top rope and he gave that, that Hurricane Rana to one of the Raiders? I forget which one it was. No, he, um, he, he hit, it was, it was, I know exactly the spot you're talking about. It was AJ got launched to the outside. Yeah. And, um, he, he hit a, uh, Hurricanrana on Eric. That's what I just said. He got launched the outside and he hit that Hurricanrana. No, but you know, you said you didn't know which one. Oh so yeah, I didn't I was, know. I didn't know uh, which which uh, Viking Raider. Yeah. No, so I was just clarifying yeah. which one it was. All right, cool. Then we had, oh my God, Bobby Lashley destroyed Kofi Kingston. Remember, remember how remember how I said murder was part of the title of this podcast? Holy shit. Oh my lord. This was an assassination. Those three dominators that he delivered every time he delivered one and like Kofi's face landed landed face for some man I'm like ow. Yeah, it, 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 it was like a comic book. The that was that of, was so great. The level of ass kiffery Bobby Lashley <laughs> delivered, <laughs> which which really, um, 
which really lends this whole situation um, with the with the beating that Lashley gave Kingston for seven minutes and thirty eight seconds. So um, is, it, is it? Sorry, is that how long it lasted? You know what? Keep, according- keep, keep, keep talking. I'm gonna just look up the official results. I just want to look at the times. Yeah, well, according to the review that I'm looking at, that's the that's the time stamp that they have on here. Might have, might as well have been longer. It felt like it was longer. He like he like you know, like. Well, yeah, with the with the with the degree of of how much Kofi got pulverized, I absolutely agree with you. But you know, this was this was awesome because I haven't seen this effective of a squash match. Since Brock Lesnar beat the holy hell out of John Cena in 2014 at SummerSlam. Holy, that, that was. Or what about Randy Orton where he bloodied Orton up? Well, and, but that's and that's another one. Um, yeah. But um, but the match that that instantly came to mind was uh, yeah. John Cena versus Brock Lesnar. No, no, I was just pointing out that that, that, that then when he destroyed Orton to it, like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, even though I, the reason why I did not predict um, Big E to win the, the Money in the Bank situation was because I don't like the way that they've been um, that they have been booking him. He's still acting like uh, the new the new day version of Big E. Well, exactly. So if 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 they have been booking him seriously, then then he would have been my very first pick to win Money in the Bank. It's just he, you know, but instead he's you know he's getting foot mas- massages with uh, Pat McAfee at ringside. Um. And I just, um, even though I want that really serious, um, uh, that really serious side of Big E to come out, I just, I don't trust them to, to do that correctly. However, the way that, that this um, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston match was booked, that perfectly lends itself to... Uh, Big E going after Bobby Lashley for the title um, to take up for you know his his buddy getting his ass flipped. So for, from that perspective, that that booking decision makes perfect sense because the the story that can be told based off of that kills two birds with one stone. One. One, you you get Biggie over in a serious fashion that he deserves to be put over, and two, you build a new star by by giving by giving um, a Biggie the money in the bank contract. So, so whenever you can, whenever you can strike gold like that in in one night. Uh, you're never going to hear me complain about that. I'm just, I'm just surprised that they went that route, given what we've seen recently from Biggie on TV, and and that's why I was thinking, you know, 
more along the lines of a, of a Riddle or um, or Seth Rollins because they've been pushing those guys really strong. So, but I'm but in, in this situation, I'm glad I was wrong. Um, what what did you think of this? Of uh, Lashley and, uh, and Kofi? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I loved everything about it. He destroyed Kofi Kingston. Like Kofi got nothing in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was executed perfectly. Okay, next match was match of the night for me. Charlotte Flair defeating Rhea Ripley uh, to become the new oh women's champion. Oh my god. What what the fuck did you just say? It was match of the night for me. No. Why? No. Why? <laughs> no, please. Say it in so. What's going on right now? I was in such a good mood regarding money in the bank, ladies and gentlemen. I was flying high. <laughs> what? Just because I, I like this match? I liked it. And Elio, Elio just shot me in the heart. <laughs> How? What? Why? Alright, look. Look, look, look. Let me be very fair about this situation. The, the fa- our fans oh, agree. With, uh, our fans agree with me. No, no, no. The fuck they don't. Yes, fuck they, they just said all right. They're like all right. No, th- that was me. Uh, you fucking goon. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can you go? Can you go stuff your face in gelato or something so I don't have to hear you speak about this situation? No, I'm kidding. Um, but, but, okay, let me, let me be very fair regarding this whole thing. But I think you'll understand my point by the end of it. All right. What was, the, what was this the best match between the two that we've seen? Because we've seen six or seven of these things. Yes. Am I interested in seeing it again? No. Was I interested in seeing this match on this pay-per-view? No. Because I'm not invested in anything Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair is doing. Because, you know, Charlotte Flair is is just grossly overbooked. Um, even though even though she is a fantastic wrestler, I'm not I'm not saying she's not. But she's no, she's nowhere near as good as they portray her to be. Um, and furthermore, on Monday, on on Monday during her promo, uh, Charlotte made the entire uh, women's division look stupid. I'll get more into that um, on the Raw review. Um, but, but. <laughs> I think I think Elio is talking about just this match in, in general. Was it was it good? Okay, yeah, it was. I am I'm looking at the this match through the lens of this entire feud. 
which I have no interest in, and in my book has been one of the one of the worst feuds for the women in years and years and years. I couldn't care less about this situation because that is how stupid that WWE has made both Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair look in this situation. That's why I don't care about this at all. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> the next one, of how, course, is how is that argument for justification? That's fine. Okay, I still like now. It. Okay, so now, now that now that we at least understand each other, tell tell me what you liked about this. The aggressiveness. So you you actually believe that these two really hate each other, and just uh, the mad the whole match itself. For that one. At that one spot, they were both on the apron. Shirley kept eliminating the chops. And she went and she missed. Rhea ducked and she missed one. I thought she was going to hit the referee. Well, actually, she she kind of did because they, they had a spot with the ref and everything. But, um, but um, okay. So keep in, keep in mind, keep, keep in mind for later on in the show that – uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley and is the new, uh, um, excuse me, uh, is the new Raw Women's Champion coming out of Money in the Bank. Keep that in mind for later on. All right. Then we had Biggie, which we talked about, the Money in the Bank. Uh, this was another great match. Uh, I liked the, the latter spots they did in this match. Yeah. Can, um, I just, can, can I just, to that end, can I just say something? Yep. Ricochet is a fucking monster. If they don't see money in this kid after what he pulled off during that match with just that one spot, I don't know what the fuck they're looking for. Ricochet should have been a world champion by now. Hands down. I mean, the only, the, the only flaw in this guy's game is he can't cut a promo to save his life. Yes. But, but, but from, from an in-ring perspective, the guy is just – he is absolutely money. And now we're going to move on to the main event, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what are you looking at? What site are you looking at? Uh, four one one mania. Turn, turn, turn. Put your put that uh, screen down. The uh, minimize the browser for a minute. Okay. All right. So you're not looking at anything. How long do you think they gave this match, Roman Reigns and Edge? Um, it definitely felt like it went thirty minutes or so. Thirty-three ten. Yeah, and, and justifiably so. I mean, this this match was a, a masterpiece. This was this was this was great. This was this was a tale as old as time being told perfectly. Beauty and the um, Beast. No, no <laughs> you dumb. <laughs> you said a tale as old as time. That's a tale as old as time. <sighs> 
I know, I know. That's why I'm giving you a smile. That's why I'm giving you acknowledgement because it was that so was perfect. that was awesome. Wow, that was awesome. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. I know, I just had to mess with you. And 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 I gave you props. I'm sure you noticed that. But. Um, but Okay, well, um, what did you like about this? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just love the storytelling of the thing um, because, you know, it's the classic, you know, old lion trying to hold on to a spot before, before the young king t- rises up and takes it. You know, it's, um, it's then, just... Didn't you find the match itself to be slow? Yes. However... However, I felt that that was done for storyline purposes. See, and that's what I said on the other show. I said there were parts in this match where it was slow, and then it's picked up, and then it was slowed down, and then it picked up. Yeah, and and see, but when it's done for a storyline purpose like that, I have no problem because to me that's storytelling, and. Um, and I gotta tell you, Roman Reigns is just—I don't know. I—I I don't know what what it is. What switch flipped with him in terms of being able to, to up his game to this level? But every every single thing that this guy touches turns to gold. Uh, although, I although I love Roman Reigns right now, I didn't like the end. Uh, we didn't need a. We really need Seth Rollins in there, though. No, and and, and the, you're exactly right. That that part we did not need, but the, but the rest of it with the with the Usos coming out trying to help them to get intercepted. That made the, sense. That part made sense. By the Mysterios, the the, the whole thing with the piece of the chair. Um, you know, going into the mouth. Did, did you notice the way uh, the Masuras were dressed? They had like t-shirts and jeans on. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, did you hear about uh, Ray wanting to bring the L- LWO back? Yeah, but, but that that was actually no, fun. I, yeah. No, but no. What do you, what do you think though about that? Well, no, it's too late. The the because the LWO was a, was a parody. Yeah. I mean, I I liked it. Because I was a, I was a big fan of you know Ray Mysterio and and Psychosis and and um and um Hooven too Guerrero so so I I absolutely love those guys but the LWO as a concept was was a parody so yeah. because of that I don't think it will work so I don't know, I don't know why he wanted to bring that back come on that's just that, that's not gonna work in 2021 well I, I but you know you also have to have to keep in mind you know because if if I'm Ray Mysterio at this point of his career I am I'm tickled pink and I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my life because to, to be able to do this with his son has got to be the coolest motherfucking thing ever. Because look, 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 I'll be honest with you, I don't have a son. I don't have I don't have kids at all. 
So, but, but, you know, my nephew absolutely loves wrestling. He loves it as much as I do. So if I, if I imagine doing something in the ring with him, and then like amplify that feeling because it, it I, it's actually my son. If I'm talking th- about Rey Mysterio, then I I'm like over the moon ecstatic that I'm getting to experience this with my kid. So from that perspective, I absolutely I absolutely get it. Okay, so uh, out of uh, five, what are you giving this pay per view? <laughs> You okay? I'm sorry. My bad. Are you good? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Out of five. Out of five. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a three. It was an above average uh, pay-per-view. I loved this show. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was very well done. All right. Now, um, oh, yeah, my question that because you said... Uh, you said I think Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank are your favorites. No, no, actually, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, and, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, wait, sorry, sorry. Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank are your favorites. Yeah. Wait, okay. If you want, if you had to pick one that you pick one of these pay per views that you would totally remove forever. Out of all the, out of all these uh, gimmick pay per views they have. I I would take a Hell in a Cell because at this yeah. point it doesn't yep. mean anything. Yep, thank you. Uh, that's the one I was thinking. That I would take out Hell in a Cell because Hell in a Cell is just ugh. and one it, one Hell in a Cell was was fine, but now they do two for every show or three, and I believe in that one uh, that one year. Yeah, well, well, but but the thing is, if they were still doing it. In the style, like like they told the story of Undertaker and 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 mankind, or Undertaker and Kane, uh, you know, it it would be fine. Um, it's just once they did what they did to um to uh, the Fiend against Seth Rollins, uh, the actual match uh, lost any meaning. Uh, that he could have had, really, and then the other part of it, the, not 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 even storyline related or anything. It's just with the current times and how WWE is produced nowadays, uh, with you know less violence and and almost no blood. Well, that 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 doesn't lend itself at all to to the Hell in a Cell environment. And, and can, we, can, can we get rid of the red cell? That's just terrible. Uh, uh, it, it, it's okay. Now, now I'm reminded as to why I love doing this show with you. You know, some, some, sometimes when you say what you said about Charlotte and, and Rhea, I have to, you know, I have to punch myself in the face. But, but now, now, now we're on the right track here. All right, so uh, is that it for Money in the Bank? Yeah, absolutely. All right, now we're going to move on to the downward spiral part of the show, Ben. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Get ready for the crash and burn, folks. I'm sorry.
Okay, I have my notes here. Go on. Okay. Now, now we actually started out on a very positive note. I liked this segment, the opening segment. Yeah, we had, we had, um, you know, John Cena come out, and it felt special. Um, you know, and he explained why he was back. You know. He was back for the fans, and he's back because Roman Reigns is an asshole who needs to be taken down a peg. I have a question. Why do they have to bleep that out? Come on. Like, seriously, seriously. Because it's WWE. It's, it's, the same th- it's the same reason they can't do blood. Bullshit. They, they, didn't have, they never bleeped it out in the attitude era. Bullshit. Well, well, and that's the other thing, right? So it, and it's, it's interesting that you would use the term bullshit. Because bullshit didn't get bleeped out, but asshole did. <laughs> Damn, oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Was it was that from last week? Bobby Lashley saying it last week, or did they say it again this week? That was from Bobby Lashley last week. Oh and, yeah, yeah. No, I caught that. And, yeah. And MVP this week. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I mean, honestly, what's the difference between bullshit and asshole? They both come out of the ass. I mean, what, what's what's the difference? Oh, oh. <laughs> you know. what, the, what the hell? Okay, go on. Well, that's my question. What the hell? Um. So yeah, your your points well made. Um. But then, then the whole um the whole evening took a downturn from there. Honestly, um, because now, there are specific parts that I want to talk about here. Um, match one, I didn't really care. Uh, match two. Match, uh, sorry, match one was, uh, oh, the Viking Raiders and Red Royal Cup. Okay, well, I don't, I don't care about that other than the fact that 50-50 booking drives me fucking insane. Match two, I definitely didn't care about. No, it's no Symphony of Destruction, whatever. Garbage. Okay, the last the last time we saw that match, it was Braun Strowman versus Elias, and I was done with it then, and I'm certainly done with with Jackson Riker and Elias. You, 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 you want to know what upset me about this match? What's that? They destroyed a perfectly good piano. Yeah, I could I could have added that to my collection here. I already I already have one keyboard upstairs. I could have yeah. very well had another one down here in the bay in my office. Yeah, they destroyed perfectly. Look, pe- look. Do you, do you see that empty space back there by the stairs? Hold on, let me see. Hold on. You see that empty space by the stairs? Yes, sir. I could have put piano right there. Absolutely. You know, so they destroyed beautiful instruments for the sake of this stupid fucking match. And nobody, because I defy you. Find me one, and look, and sometimes I come off like I'm joking and haha, but I'm, I'm actually quite serious. Find me one person that actually gives a shit about this Jackson Riker versus Elias. Uh, few. I don't. Nobody, I don't like nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Get it off the TV. I think it's a one. Good. Ju- justifiably so. Justifiably so. Absolutely. Um, let, let's see. Up next. 
We have okay. All right. Per, now this is the this is part of what pissed me off. Oh. Okay. So then here comes here comes Charlotte to cut a promo. Now I don't. Did you did you see one? Did you did you see Monday Night Raw? When yeah, it was, yeah, I have my notes here in front of me. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, in your notes, did you notice that she called herself an eleven-time champion? Yeah. She said that she was a one-time and final Divas champion, and she was a five-time SmackDown champion. That's sad. And uh, and and a five-time, um, and a five-time. Raw champion. That's so eleven. That's, that's eleven. Okay, and that's what she said. But in the past, she has branded herself as a thirteen-time champion. Where, where did the, where did the NXT uh, championships go? Um, right. So well, now she was NXT champion too. What the you know? Like, come on. like okay, so right there in plain sight, um, WWE is telling you that NXT doesn't matter. And we got uh, we got an example of that later on in the evening. Uh, match number three. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, match match oh, wait, oh, oh, yeah, match number two was uh, Sheena and Nia Jax, right? Oh, yeah, that was match okay. number two. Ah, terrible. I'm not even going to touch the 24-7 garbage that went on. Yeah, yeah, on, that next. was terrible. Next. Uh, match four, nobody gives a shit. Although Sheamus is awesome, so we got to give Sheamus his due. Okay. okay. Oh, that was the one I missed here. Okay, I'm gonna. I have to write that in. There, Sheamus uh, defeats Humberto Carrillo. Go, go on. I'm just writing this in for my own self. Okay. And then, and then shit gets interesting because Bobby Lashley and MVP are out here are out here to to issue an open challenge. Now, at this point, I'm thinking to myself, Oh God, here comes Goldberg. Not yet. <laughs> well, don't don't be me. Don't be me. No, 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 I'm like, oh my god, here comes Goldberg. So I go to yeah. I go to turn away because I I I can't bear witness to the bullshit. Yep. But then then my the the clouds part and the sun shine and the angels sing because the mystery has been solved. The milk curtains can go away. Keith Lee has been found, ladies and gentlemen. For the first time since January. Yeah, but what happened after when he came out? Uh, don't, don't beat me to the punchline, bitch. Okay? Just, hold on. I'm, 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 I know I'm talking out loud. I'm not trying to go on. I'm getting there. So anyway, I'm all happy because Keith Lee has has shown back up on Monday Night Raw. Now, before we move forward, ladies and gentlemen, I I truly believe that his there's more to the story regarding his absence. I really, I really don't think that it was, you know. 
a storyline thing or or anything like that. So I'm hoping that that health wise he's <coughs> pardon me. So I'm hoping that uh, Keith Lee is is all good to go and and health wise he's good and and nothing nothing really bad happened to him and and that that we can we can have uh, Keith Lee back on a permanent basis now. I um you know because otherwise there's no good reason un, un, unless something happened where where Keith Lee should have been off <coughs> um off TV for that uh, expensive time. So uh, just from a human perspective, I I was so very very happy for Keith Lee. Murray has also been sick. Did he have COVID? Um, yeah, I think so. Cause I I know um I know um uh, uh, DAM had it, and so I I think I think Keith Lee has been going through a lot. Maybe there's some stuff that we don't know about. Um. You know, because he did release a tweet in June when 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 the time is right. You know, you yeah. Remember, I read the I read the tweets on it on last week's show or last show we did. Um, no, it was it was a few weeks ago, but nonetheless. Yeah, no, I know. Yep. Um. So hopefully, this means Keith Lee is good is good, and I'm per, I'm personally very very happy to see him. Um. So that's the good part of this. Now. Now the bad part is once I got over my excitement, you have to start thinking, why would you put Keith Lee in this situation? And I say that because Bobby Lashley is in a situation where it's very obvious that he can't and isn't going to lose after how he destroyed, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, how he destroyed Kofi Kingston at Money in the Bank. So just right there, by the way, you're booking Bobby Lashley by having Keith Lee out there, you're already putting him behind the eight ball because we know that this is a situation where Keith Lee can't win. It doesn't make any sense. So my question is, I'm ecstatic that that Keith Lee is back on the show. Please don't misunderstand me. This is not a case of, of sour grapes. I've been looking for Keith Lee. Keith Lee is back now. That's wonderful. But why did why did he have to go in there against Bobby Lashley on that night? I mean I would I would have been I mean if you want to if you wanted to set up you know Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee at SummerSlam that's fucking awesome but it's very clear by the fact that we have Goldberg coming out and saying that I'm next this that that 
that Goldberg gets a shot at Bobby Lashley for the title at SummerSlam. So if Keith Lee's not challenging Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, why is he out there at that particular point in time? Why can't we get another opponent for Bobby Lashley? I, 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 I don't know, and, and at this point, it, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter regarding the point that I, that I'm making. But to answer your question, I honestly don't know. Um, I, 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 I would have, I, maybe, um, uh, maybe you put, uh. You know, in AJ Styles or something like that, and there's someone, someone credible that, um, where it's not just a transitional situation because that's what that's what Keith Lee came off as by losing to Bobby Lashley in this situation. He came off as a transitional situation to get Bobby Lashley to uh, Goldberg. And to me, as I just said, Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley is a very intriguing match, especially if you want to build that up for SummerSlam. That's fucking amazing. But the way that he's used here as a, um, as a, uh, you know, pretty much a, a bowling pin for uh, Bobby Lashley to get to Goldberg, I don't like that. Because, you know, one, what has Goldberg done to earn a WWE title opportunity? Because the last time we saw him in January, he lost to the guy that Bobby Lashley beat for the championship. So what the fuck is Bill Goldberg doing back in a, in a situation and all he has to say is I'm next and we get WWE title opportunities. I mean, by that logic, I could get a title opportunity and I'm in a wheelchair because all you have to say is I'm next. I want a shot. I hate that. Yeah. Because, because not only does it cheapen Bobby Lashley after he just murdered um, Kofi Kingston and, and justifiably so I mean that, that booking was perfect that Money in the Bank I wouldn't change anything about what they did with Bobby Lashley and Money in the Bank but I'm, I'm just saying if, if he can get by Kofi Kingston the way he did when Kofi Kingston is in the prime of his career a former WWE champion a very credible individual what makes you think that Bobby Lashley can't get past an aging Goldberg who can't wrestle for more than four minutes at a time? I don't understand it. I, you know, and, and these are the situations where it is so hard for me not to blow a gasket. Because number, number one, I would be more forgiving if I gave more of a shit about Goldberg because 
growing up, I was a fan of Goldberg, but I lost all respect for him when he talks the way he does about the business, number one. It shows me he doesn't give a shit. I think you said that before. What, how, do, how do you mean? Oh, like, all you, the, the way he talks, how do you mean? All you have to do is, is, is go on YouTube and listen to how he speaks about professional wrestling and just his attitude about it. Oh, okay. And 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 fans who ask him questions, he could be the nicest guy in the game. And I I I I've also seen news stories where he helps people and has stepped up and done very good things for the community. I'm not knocking him for that. Please don't misunderstand. I'm just all I'm saying is that. I'm not interested in Bill Goldberg getting title opportunities in 2021 because it illustrates the issues that WWE. <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to the bullshit I'm speaking about. I can't believe I have to. I have to deal with with um, Goldberg getting championship opportunities in 2021. <laughs> but. Um, you know, it speaks to WWE's problem because the fact that you're relying on a 50-plus-year-old Goldberg when you have so many other people who deserve an opportunity mm-hmm. on that roster is wonderful. And even if – um, and I'm being facetious when I say it's wonderful because it sucks. Um. <clears throat> But, you know, even if you want to play the devil's advocate and say, okay, well, they're trying to bust out their big names to draw interest in the product after the pandemic. Allow me to pose a question to you, Elio, in return. What does a win over Goldberg in 2021 do for Bobby Lashley as WWE champion now? Not much. You used to be an old man. Exactly. And that's exactly my point. It accomplishes nothing. And the second point that I like to bring up is it doesn't add anything to the card coming up at SummerSlam. Because, and I was really thinking about this last night um, in preparation for this show. You know, if you, if you really want to think about it this way, SummerSlam is going to be this year's WrestleMania. Hmm. If you really think about it. Because, number one, you have... It's it's easily the biggest pay-per-view since the pandemic uh, has ended in WWE's book. And number two, you have... You have the biggest money match that we've had in years on the SummerSlam card already in John Cena versus Roman Reigns. You're already going to sell that motherfucker out just on that match alone. I I think, you know, if if you wanted to get really real, hypothetically, I think you could sell out MSG with that match. Now, now, SummerSlam is in Las Vegas. We understand that. 
I'm not talking about the location. I'm talking about this is a huge, huge match that could sell out any arena in the game, and we know that already, and, it, and a card hasn't even been announced for SummerSlam outside of that match. So my question, why do we then also need Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg? Because you can get an opponent that means so much more to Bobby Lashley by beating that person than a win over Goldberg. That's why I have such a problem with the way Keith Lee was used, because as I said earlier, if you wanted to book Keith Lee versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, please take my money now. Yep. You know, where, where, where do I sign up for that? That's, that's perfect. That's wonderful. Everybody's talking about Brock Lesnar versus um, Bobby Lashley. No, give me, give me, um, you mean Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley, or Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar? Sign me up for that. I want to see that fucking thing. So, why not? Why not put somebody else in the ring with with Keith Lee tonight? Let him get established after we haven't seen him in you know months and months on Monday Night Raw because nobody responded to him. On. Uh, you know, when when he came out, there were fucking crickets on Monday Night Raw. And that's not Keith Lee's fault. That's WWE's fault because they didn't book him. They didn't tell anybody that he was coming. And we're and we're gonna talk about this with another individual uh, in just a minute, because I'm gonna get off of this before my vein bursts. Because I have to talk about another subject that's going to make my the veins in my neck and my forehead just, you know, com- completely, you know, start spewing blood everywhere. Okay. Um, I, it, I just don't understand it. It is so easy to give Keith Lee a different opponent and set him up to, to face Bobby Lashley for the title. It is. And and you can you can give and you can give him an opponent to set himself up. I but but they want to do this instead. What does Goldberg add to any card in 2021? The the answer to me is nothing. I I I, I just don't get. It. Do you have anything else to add? No. I, I'm done with this Goldberg crap. Okay, so that takes care of Keith Lee and, and Goldberg situations. Um, Carrion motherfucking Ross. I have a question about this. Oh. Now, he loses his debut match to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy wins, but he has his feet on the ropes. Did he purposely do that, or was, did, was he just... Oh, it was purposeful. It was... So, uh, that, but that's such a heelish tactic. That's so heelish. And, 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 and let me ask you a question. What song did Jeff Hardy come out to? No, uh, no, no more words. 
Exactly. You get the, re- the return of one of the coolest um, entrance themes. You get that huge baby face pop that Jeff Hardy deserves because he's a fucking legend. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming Jeff Hardy for this. Jeff Hardy did his job. But what the fuck are they doing with Karrion and Cross already? <laughs> this is a debut match. They made him lose his debut match. What, what? First of all, first of all, they did exactly what I feared with his entrance. They completely stripped away oh, his entrance. His entrance. What the hell? What which was is that? one of which is one of the coolest parts of his presentation. Scarlett and, wasn't um, there. You took the next words out of my mouth. Where the fuck? Where the fuck, and I ask again for emphasis, and honestly, I'm being serious. Where the fuck was Scarlett Bordeaux? Scarlett Bordeaux adds so much to Karrion Cross's presentation. His entrance adds so much to Cross's presentation. Everything that made Karrion Cross special in um, NXT... Um, is gone now. The other, the other issue, given given how everything unfolded, uh, even though by itself it wouldn't have been an issue at all had they done this correctly, but given how everything turned out, this is an issue. Karrion Cross is still the NXT champion, and mm-hmm. and bought the NXT championship to the ring with him. Only to lose to Jeff Hardy. Um, excuse me, but at SummerSlam, at uh, Takeover on SummerSlam weekend, um, Karrion Cross is still supposed to be a uh, a, tra- a trained killer going up against Samoa Joe. Um, wait, 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 hold on. When is Takeover? Is that on a Friday night? That that is the night before SummerSlam. Friday night, wow. Same night as SmackDown. No, no, I think it would I I think I think um Takeover would be on Saturday and SummerSlam would be on Sunday. No, SummerSlam is on a Saturday night. Oh okay, well then maybe they maybe they're gonna do something else with that. I'm not sure. But any, anyway, regard regardless of that. How how are we supposed to take Karrion Cross seriously now? He just lost to Jeff Hardy, and 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 yet he's supposed to he's supposed to be the same guy who choked out um, Samoa Joe last week, and he's going to be the same guy building up a program with Samoa Joe. Probably as we speak, because as we speak, um, NXT is um, on TV as we're recording this show. And I guarantee you, when I turn on my recording of NXT later, um, Karrion Cross is not going to be booked like he lost a match to Jeff Hardy last night. So I have to ask again, why in the fuck did Karrion Cross lose to Jeff Hardy? This is what I don't understand because, you know, Karrion Cross 
his presentation is perfect. Why are we fucking with it only because he's on the main roster now? And that's the answer. We're fucking with it because he's on the main roster and we're pretending like nobody's ever seen this guy before because nobody pays attention to NXT if you're talking about the main roster. That's why. But it still doesn't make it any less stupid. You just made one of your most legitimate guys in NXT look like a fucking jackass. Yep. Whereas this is... Whereas in NXT, he's the first ever two to, he he's a two, I don't want to say first ever because I don't think that's true, but he's a two-time NXT champion. He's a murderer the way that you have made him look. And this was a Monday Night Murder of Karrion Cross and NXT by proxy live on Monday Night Raw. That's what we saw this this was Vince McMahon saying fuck NXT live on Monday Night Raw. Clear as day. We, we saw it twice. I wonder, I wonder how Triple H feels about this. If if I'm if I'm Triple H, I'm putting a I'm putting a a gun in my mouth. I'm saying I I am putting the figurative gun in my mouth and I am pulling the trigger on my NXT job. I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. Because you you flipped me off twice. You bet me over twice on the same show on Monday Night Raw. The first time with Charlotte, not acknowledging her winning the championship there. When and when Charlotte actually won it, that was one of the biggest what the fuck moments ever. Because Rhea Ripley was was prime position to be a big help to the women's division when she debuted at WrestleMania 36. What the fuck is she now? She's nothing. Actually, she's, I, I have a theory of uh, where they what they're gonna do. Oh, please, please tell me. Well, uh, Friday night, we're seeing the return of 20 Storm. I think on draft night, they're moving Rhea over to SmackDown, and she's going to renew a feud with 20 Storm. And, and, and that's wonderful, but then my, then my question is, if they needed to get the title off of Rhea Ripley based on, based on your theory, then why do they have Charlotte lose it in one night? See, that doesn't make sense. Didn't it? Doesn't doesn't that make Charlotte like a transitional champion? Exactly. <laughs> Why? I know. I don't know. Okay, so go on. Uh, yeah. Are, no, are you done with the kind of cross or? Yeah. Okay, go on. What do you got next? And then, uh, then we have. The the main event of the evening, which is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Oh wait 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 wait! Yeah, you know what? Forget the Jinder Mahal garbage. That was the way it was. Well, who gives who gives a damn? Yeah, that's why I said forget about that all that too because that was the garbage. <laughs> Happy and birthday, then, Jinder Mahal, Mahal! But no one cares about that segment. 
And what a what a birthday for Karrion Cross because it was Karrion Cross's birthday too. Oh, what geez. the? You oh. got you got murdered. Your professional career got murdered. Life, your dream came true. Yes, you debuted on Monday Night Raw. Congratulations, but your career and all your momentum from NXT got murdered. Uh, that's terrible. Hence why I named this episode Monday Night Murder. Is it making sense now? Yeah, go on, go on. okay, go on. Making the main event. And then I don't even need to talk about the main event because because Charlotte Charlotte retains over over um, Rhea. The match was okay, nothing special. But then here comes Nikki Ash, and I didn't think I don't know, but um, you you'll have to tell me what you think when you watch this match. But I didn't. This think is why I still have to watch. Yes. Yeah, but when you do, please message me and tell me what you think regarding this question. Regarding this question, because yeah. I didn't think Charlotte took nearly enough damage to justify her losing to to Nikki Cross in this situation. Let alone the the move that the move that captured the title for Nikki Ash. I shall not call her that anymore. I'm going to call her Nikki Cross because that's who the fuck she is. Okay. The the move that garnered her the championship against Charlotte Flair was a crossbody. No, no. Was it the one that she did at Money in the Bank? I I, I don't know, but because we remember that one spot in one in the women's Money in the Bank match, um, she did that crossbody. She took out all the other opponents. Yeah, but but this was a much weaker crossbody off the top rope, and 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 you just made a bit. You just, I mean, I'm not the biggest Charlotte Charlotte Flair fan, but I'm a much bigger fan of hers than this Nikki, almost a superhero gimmick. Okay. So 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 let me get this straight. So Charlotte Flair just cut a promo about being an 11 time champion, one of the most dominant of all time you just make and in the process you made the women's division look stupid because you took at least one title reign out of your out of your resume um and disrespected nxt in the process that's not charlotte's fault that's just that's main roster bullshit um but after, after all that you're gonna lose your title one night after you win it to a crossbody from a woman dressed up as a superhero. And look, you know, and the last thing I'll say before we get out of here, I'm not even going after Nikki Ash. You know what? I'm going to say, I don't have a problem with her winning the title. I just think, I just didn't expect it to be Last night, one night before, after Charlotte won, took it from Rhea Ripley. I thought, I thought at least they would give it time before she cashed in. Well, exactly. And look, sometimes, sometimes that's how it goes because there's so much prestige putting the money in the bank, and then you do that. Like, why would I even care about money in the bank at that point? Now, from a human perspective, I'm extremely happy for Nikki Cross. I I am. I, I don't I don't want all of my frustration 
or in all of my frustration, I don't want that point to be lost. I'm not going to be the asshole that says I'm not happy for this person because it went down like this or this or that, whatever. Despite my disagreement with how it was done, I am extremely happy for Nikki Cross, and and I I wish her nothing but the best. But but, but this this gimmick this this ain't getting it done. This this doesn't work for me. Well, uh, before, before sorry, okay, we done with my name, Rob. Yeah. Wait, before we move on from Raw and uh, Money in the Bank, um, I was on TikTok uh, last night. I uh, know it was Sunday night, and uh, people on there were saying they were having problems with the Peacock. Oh, my God. I, I was having so many issues with it. Yeah. What was going on there? What, what, was the stream cutting out and stuff? Yeah, for like 10 minutes. I thought they got there. I thought they were supposed to get their stuff together. Come on. Man. Well, they they better get it together quick because if they have problems, it's it's one thing to have problems for Money in the Bank. It's another thing to have problems for SummerSlam. And if they have if they have issues with the stream at SummerSlam, I would be more comfortable buying SummerSlam on traditional pay per view just to make sure that there no. are no fuck ups. Now, uh, okay, uh, since they moved over, have you watched seen any other WWE stuff? On uh, Peacock. On Peacock, that's not live pay per view. No, I don't use it because it sucks. Oh, oh, okay. No, I was going to say, Fred, they had the same problems with that. The same. Yeah. Or is, it, or is it just live events? I think it's just live events, but, but, because like I said, I use Peacock for other shows and I've never had a problem with it outside of. Um, outside of WWE programming. And see, I was watching it on uh, on my TV back here, and I had no issue at all. I saw the whole show. Yeah. On that, uh, on the one that that one that I use on the browser. Yeah. And uh, I had no issues with it. Well, actually, um, if you, if you're talking about the website you use, I try I tried to go to that website once you suggested it, and I could I couldn't get access to the feed on there either. Wow. Okay. I guess uh, what like there was no feed or anything, or was it busy? Because if it's busy, it'll get, it'll show a different page. It was it was busy. Yeah, so it was a different page because that means there are a lot of people on there watching. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's our money in the bank and our raw Ben. Yeah. Well, now we're gonna go back in time. Oh, joy. Well, I definitely I definitely need a break from current WWE booking. That's for sure. Okay. Here we go. Let me get my notes up. Because see, when 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 we're back in time, I'm not alone. I'm not like I'm not unprepared. I have notes delivered to me. Yes, and um, and you have them delivered to you from. Uh, is it is it Marty McFly or the doctor that delivers them to you? Uh, I think it's a crazy old man, the doc. <coughs> that man, that guy's eccentric. 
he has ways of uh, getting information to me. Yes, he does. So here we go. Ben. Yes. What's going on? Not much, friend. How's uh, how's 1987 treating you? Pretty good. I just went to the movies. I saw Police Academy Four. Because I'm not even alive in your in your uh, day and time yet. Man, I I just uh, watched Police Academy Four. It was just, it was just released in theaters about a couple of months ago. What a fun movie! Um, so, uh, sidebar is that the, is that the um, Jim Pol- Jim Belushi movie? Police Academy? No, no. Um, Who does that? No, no. Police Academy is um, Steve Goon. It's got Steve Goonberg and uh, oh, it's got okay. the, yeah, it's okay. got Taco Berry. Yeah, I know. Who you, okay, I know what yeah. you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. It, we've uh, it's already uh, out to where you are. So I don't know if you've seen any of the police academies that they've had so far. I've seen one, two, and three, and I just watched number four. Well, considering it's 1987, I haven't seen anything because I'm not alive yet. Oh. Well, I know you're not alive in this timeline, but you're alive in 2021. And I, to answer your inquiry, I still haven't seen any police academy movies. All right, fair enough. Well, you know what else I have I have seen? What's that? I just got done watching Memphis Wrestling. Oh, very good. How was it? It was fantastic. It is April 1987 right now. And you know what? I have the lineup in front of me. But you say I uh, give you all the information on uh, what I saw. Oh, very good. All right. So in our opening match, we have... Well, okay, this is Memphis that we're talking about. Who would you say is the biggest name in Memphis wrestling? Jerry Lawler. Yes, sir, Jerry Lawler. It opens the show. Jerry the King Lawler defeating Tony Burton. And then we have an interview with with Big Bubba, the bell collector. Um, Mini Goliath and Downtown Bruno. Oh God! Why do I? Why did my stomach just flip when I heard the name Downtown Bruno? <laughs> oh no! You you know this? You know this guy? Uh, uh, no, but the but the gimmick sounds horrible. Oh well, um, let me look at my notes here because I can tell you what other name he went by in your timeline. Apparently he was known as Harvey apparently he was known as Harvey Whippleman. Oh yes, the, the manager in my day. He was also a wrestler in Memphis. He's also a wrestler right now in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh yeah, so I did not know he wrestled back in the day. Other than that we had a Billy we have a Billy Travis and Jeff Jarrett interview. Jeff, now, now, Jeff now, let me t- now let me tell you. We have a we have a Jeff Jarrett lookalike nowadays. His name's Cody Rhodes. Oh wow, I'm not familiar with him. How oh, is he, he? How is he? He's the he's the son of Dusty Rhodes. You'll get plenty familiar with him. All right. 
So the, the big feud we have going on here is Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett are feuding with the stud stable. And the stud stable, I will uh, get all the names for you shortly because there are too many to like rhyme off name rhyme off the top of my head. Right. So the second match we have Chick Donovan, who is accompanied by Paul Dangerly, and he defeated David Haskins. I I know about Paul Dangerously, but I don't know any, I don't know those two gentlemen. Are you not familiar with Paul Dangerly? No. Uh, apparently, um, well, he he goes by the nickname Paulie Dangerly. No, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I know who Paul E is. I'm just saying I don't know the the two guys with him. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. No, actually, there's just one. There's Chick Donovan. He defeated David Haskins. So then we have an interview with Bad Company and Downtown Bruno. Another interview. Now, have you heard of this team, Bad Company? No. They are no. Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. Yeah, well, that still doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> and I believe, I believe in 1992, the, in the future, they will be known as the Orient Express. Oh, okay. Then we have another interview with Big Bubba the Belt Collector and Mini Goliath. Oh my God, Big Bubba, good Lord. Now, I, this guy- I, I, I definitely preferred him as the Big Boss Man. Uh, no, no, that's not who I'm talking about. Oh, it's not? No. Okay. Now, in our next match, we have Mighty, Mighty Goliath and Downtown Bruno defeating the team of Ron Nation and David Johnson. Yeah, I'm not doing too good with the, with recognizing any of these names. Yes, uh, these ones. Well, are in our next show. Um, I believe you know, things will get picked up in the next show. This is the early eighty, early part of eighty-seven. Okay. Then we have we have an interview with the Hunter, accompanied by Bambi. And uh, he's currently in a feud with Alan West. And so that leads us to an eight-man tag match. Now, here, here's what we have here for the eight-man tag match, okay? Uh-huh. We have the Hunter, Jack Hart, Shima, and Akilo versus Alan West, Mark Starr, Soul Train Jones, and Rocky Johnson. Oh, well, those are a couple names I recognize at the end there. Now, do you recognize Soul Train Jones? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, who is he known as in your timeline? He's known as uh, Virgil, I believe. Oh, okay. Interesting name. Then we have a spotlight on Stretcher Jack Hart. Following that, we have... Bubba the Bell Collector defeating Tracy Smothers. Now, let me tell you about this Bubba the Bell Collector, because I'm sure you're curious who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. In 2020, okay, this is 87, you're in 2021. Back in the 90s, he was a natural disaster. But before he was a natural disaster, 
He's he is currently the bell collector in Memphis. Okay, makes sense. So, do you know which natural disaster I'm referring to? I'm assuming it's not creative on Monday nights. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure which one you're talking about because I think there's two possibilities. Okay, well, the one I'm talking about is Typhoon. Apparently, that's his name. Any any relation to earthquake? I believe uh, he will be forming a team with with um Sean Tenta. Uh, by the by the way, I I did know that, that but that was just a smooth way to make the I, joke. I, and, I, you know. I get it. Yeah, sorry there, but yeah, in uh, this timeline, he's known as Bubba the Bell Collector. Oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty funny. And then in the main event, we have Jeff Jarrett defeating Boy Tony. Who the fuck is Boy Tony? <laughs> you know what? We we don't even know who he is here. So, well, but, that's, uh, well, that's new for you because t- typically you're an encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, this, he's apparently a newcomer because we have never heard of him. But uh, here we go on to uh, May 2nd. Now we're in May of 87. So the second episode starts out with the Hunter defeating David Haskins. Then we have the Mercenaries defeating the team of Jerry Garman and Vinny Trailer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, there, there, there he is. What? Ray Trailer. Okay, I know who that no, is. No, no, Vinny Trailer. Oh, Vinny. Okay. All right. Then we have the team. You of- keep get, you keep getting my hopes up with these people that I think are now. I mean, you, you shoot my hopes down. Then, then we have a six-man tag match: Steve Kern, Mark Starr, and Alan West defeating Rough, Ready, and Thunderbird. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh yes, this this most certainly is the eighties, isn't it? Now you already you know Steve Curran, I'm sure you do. Uh, he's escaped. Um, his identity is escaping me at the moment. Apparently, in the in the nineties, he is uh, known as Skinner. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, I know who you're talking about. All right, then we have. Another, uh, we have another six-man tag. We have Billy Travis. This is one of the big names in Memphis, along with Jeff Jarrett and John Paul teaming up to take on the trio of Shima, Hilo, and Tojo Yamamoto. And uh, these are all the guys from Japan that are that are currently in Memphis. Well, congratulations on getting their names cracked without uh, without tripping all over yourself. Next, we have the team of Bad Company, which I already told you who they are. Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka, defeating Jim Jameson. Uh, yeah, defeating Jim Jameson and Ron Nation. And then we have then we have an interview with the Golden Boys, Chick Dunman and Stretcher Jack Hart, along with Paul Dangerly. And they are currently feuding with Soul Train Jones and 
Uh, one of them, actually, I believe it's uh, Jack Hart, who is feuding with Soul Train over the International Heavyweight Championship. Oh my, oh my Lord. Soul Train Jones is in a heavyweight title uh, yes, indeed. situation. Yes, sir. Good God. And then in the meantime, we have to go. We, we truly are, we truly are, ladies and gentlemen, in some sort of alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, and then in the main event we have the, we have oh, and then in the main event we have the Golden Boys defeating. Oh, sorry. We have the Golden Boys defeating Randy Bryant and David Maddox. So those are only uh, the first two episodes of Memphis. Uh, we have uh, a lot more, which uh, they're going to get better. <coughs> I can tell you they will get much better because uh, we also have once 1988 rolls around, things are going to pick up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you should know typically how this, how this segment is going to go in the future is once Elio gives me these names, uh, it is my job to identify the face and the heel based off the information that he gives me about the feud. That's kind of the uh, runaround of this segment. However, uh, as I'm finding, especially with um, tonight's segments, sometimes it just doesn't work when 90% of the, of the card consists of um, people I've never heard of. Which, which, to be honest with you, is in one way it's kind of refreshing because that means I have to, I have to learn by sitting underneath my co-host learning tree. But then on the other hand, it kind of makes us look stupid because you know if we don't if we don't even know who these people are, which in some cases Elio didn't even know, then then you know we gotta we gotta kind of reconsider the segment here but I hope but hopefully that uh, that will improve as we get deeper into this segment and the and the years creep into the 90s which I'm much more familiar with well we 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 are apparently uh we're having a brand new tag team uh, debuting soon in Memphis now these oh. are these are these two. I understand they are a couple of the most hated wrestlers down here. And who are they? They are the they're known as the Midnight Rockers. Uh huh. Okay. Now we're getting into territory where I understand. These guys are the most hated wrestlers in Memphis. They are currently the top heel tag team in here. Well, and, and for good reason. Oh, how, how do you mean? Well, just based off of who they are, you know what I mean? Okay. And um, actually, we're having, another, we're having, they are going to be challenging. There's going to be a rock and roll summit because this new team of the Midnight Rockers are going to be challenging another team called the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, because because um, 
Oh, well, Mina, you know, that's going to be a good match because um, they, are calling, they are calling it the Rock and Roll Summit. Now, now why the hell? Okay, so I, so this is what I just did. I, um, now, unless, I, unless I'm loopy, you're going to have to help me out here um, because I just looked these people up to make sure I wasn't making a moron out of myself on the, uh, on the podcast, but according to what I'm looking at, I was I was right in my thought that the Midnight Rockers were uh, Marty Jannetty and uh, Shawn Michaels, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Whew. All right. So now, okay, I feel better now because I almost made a complete ass out of myself. Okay. Yep. These All guys. Right. These guys are currently the top heel tag team in the Memphis area. Crisis avoided. Okay, very good. Yeah. Now, but, the, the funny thing about these guys is they're heels down here. Yeah. But they're, they're the top uh, face tag team over in the AWA. Well, exactly. And um, and that's what that, that's what originally had me uh, that's that's originally what had me confused when you're like, how do you mean and I was like, based on who they are you know, being that they're Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Of See, course, it would be heels. All right. So those are our two shows for this week. Uh, ben, we will talk to you next week then. We'll all be back here in 1987, and you'll be in 2021. Absolutely. Now send me back. All right. So you take care. Have a great week, sir. Yes. Your, your, your technology and your phones and lack of internet confuses but- me. What? Okay. Ben? Yeah. Okay, we're, we're back in a time I, I recognize. Jeez, what was going on there? I don't know. Like like I was like I was telling you back in, in alternate universe, I almost made a complete ass out of myself, but luckily we avoided it. So so we joined this week. Could you learn any new names this week? Yeah, Soul Train Jones. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, How is virtual in a championship from that challenge then? Thank you. I was very uh, taken aback when I learned that piece of information. You know what was, you know, what was interesting is when, when I saw the interview with Bubba the Bell Collector, because I was looking at him, I'm like, no. No, no, I'm like, well, I have to go look this guy up. I went on week I went on the internet on Google and I looked up the roster and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, that's Fred Arpin. That's the shark master. That's Typhoon. Holy jeez. Oh my god. So he was a bell collector before Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that's what he called so Bubba the Bell Collector. Yeah, now, now start start that channel. Bring that up in a promo on, um, during an AEW show, and people will, will be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right? Uh, you you want to make AEW fans uh, really mad? Hey, yeah. God, hey fans! Kenny Omega is not the original belt collector. Big Bubba is exactly. <laughs> I can see Feds getting all upset us that right now. Well, too too bad. Like, oh, like the, hold on, hold on. the hold on. 
Are you eating raisins? Yeah, I am. Okay, raisins are cool. Exactly. See? Uh, very good. All right, that was you bring show to the close. Absolutely. All right, fans, my co-host Ben, I'm Elliot. This is the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all on Saturday. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, and thanks for putting up with my rants. I appreciate you.